Welcome folks to another episode of That Anita Live, emotional healing to help you create a happier life. I'm Anita, your host, and this week we're discussing robbed and redeemed. When hurt and anger become your orientation to the world, how do you survive? Do you even have a fair chance? Well, Rhonda Dickinson faced trauma after tragedy in her young years. Though it led to a lot of bad decisions, she's in studio with me today to tell us how she kept it moving. Until you find true peace and joy. She's one of six authors in a new collaborative book titled Women Who Overcome. What's up, Rhonda? Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm well. A lot of tragedies in yes. your youth. Yes, yes. At seven years old, you went through something that was rather heartbreaking. Yes, my mother's death. Yeah. How did you find out she had passed? I believe my grandmother came to me and told me that she passed, but we were visiting the hospitals and everything, so we knew the time was winding down. We just didn't know the day okay. or the hour. So. We, I remember her waking us up out of our sleep and telling me that my mom, dad, and family died, family members coming over. And it just went from there. We went to the hospital and still did that last visit. Because yeah. at, at seven, how much of that did you understand? I'm Come. not even sure if I understood any of it. I just okay. knew that my mother was no longer here. Okay. My mother is okay. gone. I'm going to a funeral for my mother. Now, you also expressed a, de a detachment that you felt. Yes, I felt I was robbed. As seven years old, that's pretty young. I, mm -hmm. I look at my girls having a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old mm -hmm. now and just imagine them, what would they do if I'm not here? Yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. just us. So what would you do? If your mom is not here, how who would you go to? Who would you call on? What type of pressures would you deal with? If you don't have your mother, who would you need your mother? Mm -hmm. I, I still this day need my mother, but I'm doing well. So okay, you lost your mom at seven. So you were raised by my grandmother, and you lived with your grandmother, my grandmother, and my little brother. But you had, I think there were seven of you all together. It was six total. Okay. My older sister, she lived with my great-grandmother. Mm -hmm. The twins, they were in, um, I guess, in foster care until they were adopted. Okay. I, me and my brother lived with my grandmother, and we had a little sister that passed at two. Uh, now, did you get to spend any time with your siblings growing up? We saw our older sister often because we went to the house every day. Yeah. We saw our the twins, Rachel and Michelle. We saw them every so often because they were one living with the foster uh, I'm not sure if she was a foster or just a nurse from the school, but okay. she was with them. So we'll see them periodically go over. But once they got adopted, we were seeing them a lot more. And then it just stopped. It like slowed down. Yeah. Do you spend a lot of time with them now? I see. Well, my my older sister is a workaholic. She's working. <laughs> so she's trying to meet goals. So I don't see her as often. Yeah. I see Rachel. She's back in the area in the state. So I see her probably twice or once or twice a week. I watch okay. her boys every so often for okay. her. My brother, I see him a lot. He just had a new baby, so <laughs> I'm going to soak up all that little attention. My Michelle, which is the twin of mm -hmm. Rachel, she actually lives in Chicago, so I haven't seen her yes. since, probably since she was about 13. Now, having so many siblings, even though you were with different relatives and in foster care, how did you feel robbed of a, ch of a childhood completely? 
Because I, I have a fairy tale of how a childhood should look. I see a two-family household. I, and even now, as an adult, I still see that, although I don't have it for my girls, I still picture it. A mother and a father in a home, coming home, family, okay. Okay. being able to talk about your day. I still have that fairy tale dream, so that's just how I pictured it, how I imagined a childhood. Okay, so during all of this time, where was your dad? My dad, I don't even know where he was. He was absent. So I remember a few things where he'll bring a gift and put on the gate at my great-grandmother's house, but I didn't really get to know him. I still don't know him at 33. I don't know him. Um, a lot of it was he couldn't be around me. My grandmother didn't want me to see him because he, he hurt my mother. He was bad to my mother. And it didn't take until I was 13. I understood, okay, my father is not here. Mm -hmm. I know that he's out here somewhere. Mm -hmm. I just don't know him. Um, but it took me to meet him for myself. Welcome to That Anita Live TV on YouTube. Here at That Anita Live, I share episodes about emotional healing to help you create a happier life. How do I do that? Through awareness, education, and most importantly, you, the community by sharing tips and techniques from real people with real stories of overcoming trauma and abuse to live relentless lives. Hanging out with me, you'll laugh, you'll learn, but most importantly, you'll heal. Never miss a moment. Subscribe to That Anita Live's YouTube channel today. Subscribe via thatanitalive.com forward slash YouTube. To realize, okay, I don't want this. I don't want someone that's just going to pop in and out. And from me meeting him the first time at 13 to now, it's still in and out, in and out. And I'm grown. But 13, okay? Because you asked for that at 13, yeah. right? You begged your aunt yeah, and your I sister to and set that up for you. And... It was it was a terrible experience for me. Okay. I was able to put a face with the name instead of just your father did this, your father did that. I wanted to know and at, to this day I still want to know what really happened behind the scenes with my family or my grandmother really didn't want you to be around me. Mm -hmm. What did you do? I still don't know. And I'm and then I wanted to know at one point about my my siblings on his side because I have brothers on his side. I have one brother that was killed. I have an old brother that's living that I don't talk to that's older. So I'm the baby on my father's side, but I don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. I see a niece from my brother who was killed on my father's side. I see her and I watch her kids every so often, but it's still a detachment because I didn't get to know them as they was growing up. So I don't feel I have a bond with right, them. So right. it's, Hey, uh, Rhonda, can you babysit? I'll babysit, but it's I don't have that connection. Yeah. I'm a family person. I like to be around family and help and do what I can. Because you don't have the ties that bind all of the experiences in in between mm -hmm. that actually makes people close. Those are the things that you feel yeah. as if you yeah. missed out on. In Union Station, 
Your dad is sitting there yep, Johnny never crying <laughs> his heart out. He, and I'm, I'm looking, why are you crying? Yeah. So it's that piece that I want to know, even as an adult. When I, if I call him now, he'll still cry. And I, I just call him a water baby. What are you crying for? And I guess I build up just a tolerance for it. You don't know anything about me. You, he was here for a year. My dad was here for a year. Last year, mm -hmm. I saw him one time in that whole entire year. So where does he live? Now he's back in Texas. So I saw him, he was here for a year. Mm -hmm. He was staying with my brother's um, daughter, the one who had passed. Mm -hmm. He was staying with them and he called me and he needed gas. I went to his rescue, although I told him, I'm not gonna do you how you did me. Every time I, I come to you, I need help is always an excuse. But I went, I filled his tank up, filled his tank up, gave him a jump, filled his tank up. And then, next call I got, oh, I done moved to Texas. I moved okay. back to Texas. So she was a like, good daughter. It's hard. I'd have seen that number been like, mm. <laughs> It's hard. But I just, I want to get to know him, but he's, you have to want it too. On the other side, they, they have to want it. When you do meet with him, can he talk through the tears? No, he just looks. He just, like do I'm you, a stranger. Do you he ask questions? No, we basically just sitting there looking at each other. But I've I've, I've written him a closure letter because lately it's just been my kids. They're they don't know their grandparents. They know my grandmother, which is their great grandmother. But their dad, he's absent, and their dad is actually adopted, so they don't know his birth family. Mm -hmm. So they only know the adopted family. Then that's a struggle. Right. So is I wrote my biological dad a closure letter, just to be able to relieve that because I'm harboring that so anybody did it, that did comes a, Did the closure letter work? He hasn't gotten it yet and no I don't think it mm -mm. works yet. Why? Because here, here's, what I, here's what I want you to do, okay? I want you to turn that closure letter over to the other side and I want you to write down the questions that you want. Not questions like how are you or um, when like, are you coming? Why did you leave or why didn't you come around? Because he's crying for a reason. And that's, that's the answer that you want. That's what you really want to know because you want to know what, I you do, just I said it. Know why, what why. happened between him and your mom and your grandmother that grandma was like, you're not coming back over here. Yeah, she was adamant about it. If I see him, he ain't coming around you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 but it's hurtful as a child growing up without, I look at it as without a mother and a father. It's very hurtful. And that with me having kids now, I watch my kids and I see their pain because I see my oldest crying for that attention. She wants that male attention. Mm -hmm. She can't, same way like me, she can't go to her father and say anything about it. She just, when he called, he, 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 my daddy gives me whatever I want. And I'm like, you don't even see your daddy. So, but that's how she pictures yeah. it. So, yeah. but it, it's hurtful. It's, it's sad to actually see your child go through what you went through. Is he local? Their dad, he lives in South Carolina, but yeah. I travel. We're going to get to that. I travel. We gonna, no, we're going to get to that. Because <laughs> I need to understand why she's taking a train and a bus yeah. to go to South Carolina so her children can see their father and he's not bringing his tired self up here. Not at all. Not at all. So, because I, I want one of my kids to have, well, at the time it was just my oldest one when I was doing a lot of the traveling. 
and I wanted her to get what I didn't have. If I, even if they don't come here, I don't want it to be when they grow up where your mother kept me away from you. But I, I take, I was taking her mm. every six months. Every six months, I was dealing with the hats. I still going even as a teenager with her. I was still taking her, and the dad be on his little Murray way. Oh well, I can't do this today, but I was still taking her. And it took me having my youngest child, which he, he did come in. He came here when I had her, mm -hmm. and that was it. Cause he ain't been back here since. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and how old is she? She's nine. Mm. She's nine. Here come another crier. <laughs> and she's nine, which means yeah. he has time now. He has time now. To make up. Yes. But he and has three other kids after that, so I don't. Not her problem. But and she doesn't ask about him. But back to you. Because after 13, okay, you graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. And then you went on to Beatty's Ford Road, <laughs> yes, the Queen City. Yes, yes. <laughs> go Golden Bulls. Yes, and I with, love that campus for the first half. <laughs> with all of that, with the Golden Bulls, the band, sororities and fraternities, all types of clubs, how in the world did you get homesick? I was just a homebody. Ooh, it was no, my first time Kurt. going away. I didn't do any of that. To be honest, I was, like you said, at a school. Science club. I didn't do any of that. Debate team. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do any In of it. In the Queen City, no yeah, less. I and then when you went, the Panthers were there. Didn't do none of that. First semester of school, I was into my books heavy. It wasn't until mid-semester of the first year that I went that I started, oh, I don't want to be here. What did you miss? Back here in D.C. that the Queen City couldn't offer you. <laughs> I'm not a party animal. I don't go to clubs. That's so what college is for. Well, I'm missing experiences, so I need <laughs> to go back to be able to do that. I'm missing experiences. What? That's what college... You're away from home. I know. That's, I should have been. And you're on... I mean, it's that, it's that rocky time period where you get to actually make mistakes mm -hmm. and grow to become a tour at the same time, but you're not fully responsible for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because there's a cafeteria, you know, you don't have to go to the grocery store and cook and go to the cafeteria. You you understand? It's, it's that in-between time that you get. <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna find out exactly why Miss Rhonda got homesick and had to leave Johnson C. Smith University. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head. What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage and feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with Rhonda Dickerson, and she's telling us why on earth she left 
the Queen City, Johnson C. Smith University of all places. Why? I don't understand homesickness. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You didn't I, have homesickness? I've never had that before. So, I mean, you're in the Queen City, North Carolina, Beattysburg, bro. I know that area I, yeah, you very well. Five. You know the streets. <laughs> Panthers, <laughs> the almighty Panthers. JC, JCSU had the uh, Golden Bulls football the band, band. Yep. basketball, <laughs> debate team, sororities and fraternities, but you wanted to come back home. Yes. Why? Welcome to That Anita Live TV on YouTube. Here at That Anita Live, I share episodes about emotional healing to help you create a happier life. How do I do that? Through awareness, education, and most importantly, you, the community by sharing tips and techniques from real people with real stories of overcoming trauma and abuse to live relentless lives. Hanging out with me, you'll laugh, you'll learn, but most importantly, you'll heal. Never miss a moment. Subscribe to That Anita Live's YouTube channel today. Subscribe via thatanitalive.com forward slash YouTube. I wanted to be home. I wanted to be home with my family. I was never away. It was my first time being away, so I wanted to come back home to what I knew. I knew that area. I knew how to get around. I wanted to be back home. Johnson C. Smith is a campus onto itself. Yes. There's you. You really don't have to. There's you don't. You don't need a car. You can walk, walk yes. back, yes. back and forth across campus. There's nowhere to nowhere to get to. It had everything. Good chicken, everything. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I just wanted to come back home. That's good because, like I said, I know, I know that area. Yeah, you do. You do very well. <laughs> we had good times in Charlotte, mm, 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 mm. but you came back to DC. Yeah. What brought you back to D.C. permanently? Me being pregnant with my oldest child. Okay, okay. Okay, once you got home, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand that, but I'm going to have to let it go. Once you got back here from Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> did things get better? I'm not going to say they got better. I was stuck for a little bit. I found out I was pregnant with doing my prenatal care and everything, but it was, what am I going to do with myself? What, how am I going to take care of a child? Mm -hmm. I had my grandmother, I was living with her, I had that support, but it's still in the back of my head, how am I going to provide for a child? I'm still growing up, but now I have to provide for someone else. So I found myself doing, going, trying to get back in school, so mm -hmm. I rode back in school, working 12 hours a day. Wow. Um, so doing jobs, management position jobs, just so that I could, I won't have to rely on public assistance or the state. And it, I don't knock it because it's definitely helpful to get people on their feet. But I wanted to still have a source of income. 
And you came back, you lived? And when I came back, I lived with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. I went my entire pregnancy. I lived with my grandmother. Actually, I lived with my grandmother and my sister. So while I was pregnant, I was with my sister. Okay. Once I had the baby, I went back to my grandmother's house okay. until she was two. We moved into our own place for six months and then went back to my grandmother's house. <laughs> I, we was back with my grandmother. That was about four years. So 2008, I got pregnant with my youngest. Then we stayed with my grandmother until she was two and then we moved again. We moved from there again. So for three years, three or four years, we was moving every year, yeah. every year. So but you kept going. I, I did, I kept going because, and it wasn't so much of I'm just leaving. It was just stuff happening. I was dealing with different bills, stuff getting cut off and it's, oh, I have to find something else. I, we can't stay here. I don't want them to put out stuff out. I was afraid of being evicted. Mm -hmm. So I leave before they got me, although it leaves you with a balance, yes. but I leave before they was putting my stuff out the street. I didn't want my kids to see that. You didn't want to have to lose what you... What I had, the little stuff that I did have. So it was moving okay we moving again and the girl they was troopers they was hanging on in yeah, and they was coming million. coming with us and we had we moved one time in 2011 to a nonprofit organization and i loved that pace um it was one level of condo washer and dryer they had a backyard they could play in i got connected with the owner and it was Okay, we got washer and dryer. So then after that, when I start moving again, it's I'm looking for a washer and dryer. Right. I can't do the laundromat because right. it makes things so much easier. Mm -hmm. So we moved from there in 2012 back in Maryland, lived there, and then 2014 we got housing that I applied for in 2010, and we've been there. Now, so finally stable. Right, but in all of this moving, you were also taking a train and a bus. To go visit my to kids' father. South Carolina. Yes, yes. I wanted to give my kids what I didn't have. I wanted them, even if the father didn't make moves, I wanted them to know that I still tried. I still tried to get him to be a part of your life, whether he wants to or not. He say he does, but he doesn't show it. So I still take them, even to this day, I still take them at least once a year so they could see them and they shower them with love as they call it and then we come on back home and we don't hear nothing from them. But I still take them. Mm. How long was this trip? On bus, it's about 10, 11 hours. On train, seven hours. And now that I drive, <laughs> it's supposed to take me six hours, but I get there in about four. But <laughs> No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so. laughs> what do your girls say while they're down there? They just want to see their siblings. They want to see their siblings. They want to see their dad, and then they want him to take them, take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But for the most part, they're crazy about their siblings. So I don't talk to the mom of the siblings, but the oldest, the son, which is the only boy, he loves to see them and crazy about me. So I make sure that I keep that bond and connection. And I also take them to see their grandfather, which he in um, contact every month. He makes sure they got school stuff, they got holidays, so he's in contact. So, mom putting in that work. Yeah. Mom for for the, for the mom position and for the dad role. Mm-hmm. You have to. 
if they're not going to do it, you have to. You got to keep going. Somebody has to do it, so I have to. I have to show them that it's possible. But I also teach them now because my, Alasia, that's the oldest. She's always talking about, well, this person don't have a dad. And you had a kid. Her thing is kids. She loves to be around babies. And I tell her, okay, I did it wrong. I should have been married first. So I try to instill that in her, that get married first before you want to create your family. Get get married because I did it wrong, but I don't deny y'all. I don't resent y'all or anything, but y'all are a blessing to me. But I want you to do it the right way. I want you to learn from my mistakes so that your family is together. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self. It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And you were saying that you see a lot of yourself in her. Yes, I see the hurt and anger that she has growing up without a father. I'm not going to say it's coming from stemming from that, but I see a lot of anger. She has a lot of anger um, growing up, just mean things that she'll say, but a lot of anger, and it's it's a deeper issue. It's not just because she wants to be mean to anybody, mm -hmm. but I see that she's hurting, she's missing something, and she's hurting. Do you attempt to get her to tell you why at any time? We talk, and she'll say, usually she'll say, I want my dad, or she wants, um, who I call my daddy now is my godfather, so mm -hmm. she wants him. So it's usually a male figure or somebody that she can feel close to that she knows is going to protect her. So tell me the difference between the Rhonda that left D.C. to go to Johnson C. Smith and the Rhonda that sits before me now. The Rhonda that left to go to Johnson C. Smith, North Carolina, was still dealing with anger and bitterness and resentment from experiences that I went through from childhood even up to high school and the Rhonda now is an overcomer a survivor I'm keep pressing I'm still showing never giving up on yourself is priority one if you find that matters get worse learn from your mistakes and keep moving make better decisions and it will lead to a better life if you need help reach out you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as That Anita Live, or you can contact your local crisis center or dialing the National Crisis Hotline at 800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255. Because we know sometimes you don't want to be fixed, you just want to be heard. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out ThatAnitaLive.com for where and when to see our next episode. Thank <laughs> you.